Good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yachmil Daniel Gnaisian Benema. Daniel Khan Ben Yafar, Hushal Maharaj Shalmi Amina, Daniel Mansara, Shav Margul Vishifa Lair, Mayor Tuvan Hyatt, success in Yashamaya Vilisheva Manabaka, Dia Vilisheva Emmet Ben Lisheva Shefa, Belisheva Rena Makavatova Basha, August 22nd and 23rd in Deal, New Jersey. And please share and rate the podcast. All right, I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. We're going to talk about today a. Um, uh, a book called Restore My Soul. This book, Restore My Soul, is a very small pamphlet. Basically, what the book is about is it talks about, talks about struggle. Okay? We know Tamas is definitely, this is, this is a month of a lot of, a lot of struggle. It's a lot of obstacles, a lot of irritability. Like we said before, God's name is backwards, so there's a lot of hiddenness. This is a time where you're going to, you're going to be forced to scream out, Aye, God, where are you? We said many times that when things, are, when things are positive, we go from a dollar to a hey. That's to catch a negative thought, right? And then you can't even do that. Then you have to go, into, you have to go to a zamra. Then you have to start think, thinking out when you can't even be positive. Then you start, have to start thinking about your good points. That's the dollar to the hey. And when you can't even do that, then you need to scream out, God, where are you? And that's Ayem become Kebadot. So this is the, the month of, of Tammuz is this is this concept of Ayem become Kebadot, which represents God, where are you? Where are you? This is where we, we the, the 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 fight that we have today is a, is a fight against despair and against Amalek. Rav Nachman says this. So this book, Restore My Soul, is, it's a really really great book because it talks about only about struggle. All his Torahs about struggle. And he says, the war against the Malik is the war against the evil inclination. It is a prolonged war. The way to humble a Malik is through strength. Believe it or not. Look at that. When you strengthen yourself, it's amazing how it works in heaven. When you strengthen yourself, they, you, they give you strength in heaven. You understand? As long as you're willing to, like we, like Chris, we said the Chris Rock example, as long as you're willing to get out of the car and push, Heaven will push with you. But if you're not pushing, they will not help you push. So the, word, the way to humble them is through strength. Regardless of what you're going through, do not let any throw you down, anything get you down. As it says, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. Even from there, you have to, you have, your strength is weak. You have to still cry out because that crying out itself will get you the strength. This is the path to God that we should follow during these days. Because the battle today against is despair. God, and this is why you have to strengthen yourself and then you have to let God do the rest. This is where the, the verse says, God will wage the war against the Malik. So I have to get to the point of being in the game and then let God finish the war against the Malik. Man's task, listen to this. Your job, very simple, is only to do one thing. To strengthen yourself at all times. That is your job. Everything else is not in your control. Your control is to constantly keep on trying. The rest is not your job. If you could just think of that, the rest is history. You will win the wars. Because you can't... Some of these wars are not meant for you yourself to do them. They're meant for you just to have the strength and, and God wants to show you through Him the miracles that he's done. That he's done. And, this, and it says in the Zohar, this is hinted in the words of the Zohar, 
the Zohar talks about who is the winner, who is the victor of the fight, who is the winner? The one who's holding the weapons in, the, in his hand, as long as he didn't quit. didn't say the guy who stabbed the guy, the guy who chopped his head off. It says the one who's still holding on to that. So your job is to hold on and keep on moving. And this is marriage 101, by the way. Because the evil inclination is a malik. And it, the first place it likes to destroy is marital peace. Because what happens? It destroys marital peace. Then what happens next? Then it destroys the mikvah. And then it destroys nida. And then the next thing you know, people have affairs, people do stupid things when, they don't have, when, they, when, when, they're, when they're fighting. And that's how it gets you. So if you understand how he breaches, where the breaches start happening, he, the Yetzirah knows exactly, exactly what he's doing. So you have to be able to constantly, constantly recognize that your job is to hang on and to constantly keep on, keep on with this. Because if you, under, if you understand this concept, and, and, and my job is only to hang on. My job is to keep moving. It's funny, when you work out, my trainer just says, stop thinking and keep moving. We always say before, stop thinking and start thanking. <laughs> but when you're working out and you're going through a fight in life, and you're going through a, a war in life, stop thinking and start moving. Because if you start thinking, you're going to freak out. But if you continue to move, eventually you'll see that the weight, little by little, you get through it. And this is where... The, the, it's such an important message. It's, so, it's such a simple message, but at the same time, it's the message to have. And that's Reb Nachman 101. Keep moving. Reb Nachman says that the word, and this is a great, great concept, the word milchama, the word milchama means, the word milchama means a war in Hebrew. You want to win a war, you have to be a melech ma. What does that practically mean? If I want to wear, win a war in my life, I have to be a master of humility. Ma means humility. I have to be a master of humility. That means I have to not take things personal. That means I have to get up and constantly endure the hardships and keep on getting up and keep on getting up and keep on getting up. Remember, the arrogance is, is, arrogance is why we stay down. And if we think and look at this analogy, look, look at a baby. A baby falls all the time. And it, why, why does the baby keep on moving? Look about a baby. Why is a baby not stay down and fall? It's constantly moving. It's, we should learn from a baby how to constantly moving. Cry out and keep moving. That's exactly what babies do. They don't give up. When you tell them to be quiet, they be quiet. We stop praying. We stop doing this. And that's what we, we need to learn. We need to learn to be a melech ma. You want to win the war in life? Master of humility. Strengthen yourself, but let your creator do the rest. He doesn't put you in an impossible situation. Although it looks like it's an impossible situation, but that's exactly the job of the imagination of the Yetzirah. Rav Nachman talks about there's three types of klipas. There's three types of klipas. A klipa obviously is something that is a husk. How are you? A, cle- a klipa is a husk. And it says there's three types of klipas that attack a person. 
He says the first one enters his brain and enters his mind with thoughts of desires. Right? We know that our, our body works on we have we have three parts of the body, right? We have the we have the nefesh, which is the desire. Then we have the ruach, which is the emotions, and then comes the soul state, right? Which is the breath, the neshama. So where does he first attack you? Think about it logically. He gets you in the desires. Gets you in the desires. So you see that the, most of the world is stuck on what? Desire. And we already said a thousand times that the desire is the, 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 desire is the obstacle from receiving. That we said that already. Because remember, desire from a bad place is not going to be accomplished. Anytime you're desiring something and you're pushing it too hard, you're, you're basically trying to push, the, push something before it's right time. Even if you would make a deal in life, and let's say you're pushing to make that deal, there's times where you do have to push in certain things, but other times where, where you're, you're trying to make something happen before it's time, right? Anytime we're doing that, what we're, what we're trying to do, we're, we're mimicking the first sin, which was having, they had, Adam and Hava had relations before Shabbat. They were supposed to have it after Shabbat. So anytime we're trying to say something before it's time, it's like eating unripe fruits, and that itself is, you're not going to get benefit from that. So this is something where it's extremely important that patience is extremely important. There's a time for everything. Every time, every moment has its time. Every place has its time. And there's a reason why sometimes we, we are going through those situations, but our job is to, spiritually you can push, give charity, do as much as you can, but you cannot get upset at the end result. That is where the, 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 the function of control effect, it get, leads to anger and depression. If you think about it practically, all the anger and depression is rooted in control. And the man is not here to, man is here to give up control to his creator. The illusion that people think they have control is the greatest illusion in the world itself. There's three klipot. One attacks your desires, right? Which is the, which, where the desires go. Think about where the desires go. They, they affect your heart. The left side of your heart. We, men put on tefillin every day in the left side of the heart, the left side of the, of, the, of the bicep, in order to subdue the desires from the left side of the heart because the blood is always boiling. The blood is boiling. It's boiling constantly. And if it's not for the oxygen in the lungs cooling off the left side of the, the, the desires, the blood from the desires would go straight up to your brain and make you insane. It's the fact that we have oxygen. The lungs are there to cool off the heart. Just like a computer, a fan in a computer cools off. And what this does is it makes a person completely desire things. It doesn't, it doesn't get, get off his head. It, all day long desires. The second klipa is the one that demoralizes a person to go completely into retreat. Sorry, the first one is money. It gets you into the desires. The second one is sexual passion. And the third one is a klipa that gets you completely going to retreat. So remember what a klipa is, is a klipa is, the purpose of a klipa 
is to, to, to hide the good. All klipas do. We all, we all are souls. But if there's a klipa, for example, if you tell somebody, listen, your diet, you're obese. This diet, you're gonna, you can die from diabetes. You can die from obesity. And they can't stop eating. What is it, t- what is it telling you about the person? Now, that person has potential to, to break it. Their soul, right? But there's, there's a klipa. There's a klipa hiding the good. So we have to ask constantly in prayer, please remove these klipas. Remove this insensitivity that I have towards spirituality. Because the only reason why we have insensitivity in the first place, because remember, we come from Ain Sof. We come from Spark of God. So we're, 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 we're and God and the Torah is one. So anytime we were connected, we, anytime we're connected to the Torah, we're connected to God. We're connected to godliness. God, Israel, and the Torah is one. So when you're connected to, to the Torah, you're connected to God. The fact that we're disconnected is because it's a klipa. So we shouldn't. We should, it's not the time to go and tell yourself, "Oh, this is not for you." Or, no, it's the time to reveal, remove the klipa. And according to the 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 positivity and, and the good that's going to do for you is the klipa that has to be removed. For example, a watermelon has a shell. An orange has a shell. An apple has a shell. Every, every fruit has a shell. Some shells are much more stronger than others. But the, but the purpose of the shell is to protect the good. God had to make it this way because otherwise everybody would be would allowed to be good without any work. And then it would be unearned. And if it would be unearned, then you wouldn't enjoy the good. So you have to have the klipas in life. Because the klipas allow you to get the reward for revealing the light. And all we are here is trying to reveal the light. You, f- you find good points in somebody, you're revealing the light in them. You find good points in the situation, you're revealing the light in the situation. That's all it is. Darkness is only an absence of light. I'm going through a darkness in my life because I'm not seeing the light. Why? Because there's a klipa, there's a, there's a shell, there's a husk that has been created, and my job is to reveal it. You understand? It's the same concept in life where when you stop worrying about things and you, stop, you start letting go, you start letting, you see the thing as is. This is why it's extremely important. I cannot stress to you enough. It is extremely important that you breathe a lot because there's no other way to really tap into the unconscious as your breath. The way that 99% or 90% of the moves you're making are coming from your subconscious. And that's, and it's all from things in the past that, that have happened that are basically regulating your nervous system and making you freak out all of a sudden over little things. And that is not coming because, of, it's becoming because you're getting triggered. There's a lot, a lot of, but, but through breathing, we go from the unconscious to the conscious. Uh, Arya Kaplan wrote a whole thing on this, by the way. Before all this movement of breathing, Arya Kaplan, may he rest in peace, passed away 20 years ago. But he says, the only way to go from the unconscious to the conscious is through the breath. It's through the breath. 
So that's the best way to go tap into the, the, the situation in life. For example, when I want to study something, 90% of the time I'm, I'm not in the head. I don't have the head for it. I just don't have the head. ADD, this, this, my phone. I just don't have that. I, I have to literally stop, go into Wim Hof 11 minutes, and then I have willpower and concentration like anything, like nothing happened. It's the craziest thing. It's like taking an espresso. But if you tell me at times, most of the times, I, you tell me to pick up a book and read when I'm, when I'm coming from work and I have a, a thousand things on my head, it's not happening. It's not happening. In the morning, it's easier because we don't have that. that we, 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 there's a lot more energy. But in, during the nights, it's almost impossible for me to sit and read a book without being distracted in 500 other ways. Um, but if I go into the breath, if I do 11-minute breathing, right away I get my willpower and concentration back and I have maybe an hour, two hours of willpower. It's incredible. Now, why is it like that? It's because, again, so you're running, you're running. You're, con- you're, you're, su- you're, you're subconsciously, you, you always think you need to run. And we don't stop. But you got to live in the world that you're in. When you have four kids, married, wife, rehab business, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the world that you're in. But we call it ADD. We call it, no, it's, it's called life. It's called life. There's a lot of pain in this world, and we, we constantly are constantly um, disassociating from everything. It's the way we cope. Gabriel Mathis said it the best. He says, as children, when you were yelled at, you disassociated. Right? You turned, you turned your face. You, you didn't pay attention. When somebody's yelling at you, you looked at, the, you looked at, the, at their face. How many kids look at their face when, when their parents are, are screaming at them or telling them? Nobody. They look, they look down or they look to a TV or they look somewhere else. And that becomes a coping mechanism. So that's our coping mechanism today. And we have a coping mechanism. That if something's not going your way, disassociate right away. So, we, so you, have to get, you have to get back into the neshama. You have to get back into the breath. And you have to constantly interrupt the pattern of breathing. And, this, and you, you could try this so easily if you're exercising. If you're exercising, because really they say that when you're, about, when you're exhausted, they say you're only, only 60%. I'm sorry, you're only 40%. You still have 60% more to go. They say according to your, your mental capacity, they say you're exhausted... And they did a whole test that your, your, your muscles are perfect. It's your brain, the capacity of, of thinking that you're done. I can't do it anymore. It's not true. So again, go back into breathe. Breathe for two minutes and you see you'll get that second wind of energy. And it's extremely important. You have to breathe. This is why I love cold plunges. I love all, all that. Anything to do with interrupting these, these subconscious it's, it's the best way to get a good hour or two hours of concentration. I'm telling you, that's the only reason how I can stay consistency. It's because I have, I, you just go buy a, buy a yoga mat, buy sit, find a place in your house, find the podcast, find the Wim Hof breathing or some other, other breathing, and sit for 11 minutes and you'll see you'll get that second wind. You come home in a bad mood, which I'll abide. Right now, right now. Breathe and come back, and you'll 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 see the complete difference in your whole your whole view. It's because again, you're you're running. Most of us are running through our subconscious. Our subconscious is running the show, and that's that's the bottom line. So that is the 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 hundred percent thing a person should do. 
So that, that's where the, the klipas are constantly creating these shells. The klipas that we have, you, you start learning something, there's a klipa. We can't concentrate. That's a klipa. And you have to break it. You have to break it through the breath. Remember, oxygen cools down the heart. And when you have, when you, when you have, when you have contemplation, now you, 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 every, Rav Nachman said it clearly, that the way your oxygen, the way you breathe, is connected to the way you think. Your breath is neshama, neshima. It's connected to the way you think. Now it's a phenomenon now. Now YouTube, everything's about the breath. And DMT and all that. That's what it's all about now. And that's why even, even uh, Andrew Huberman says that breathing for five minutes is more effective than meditation. Is more effective than meditation. Because the, the whole point is, if I'm meditating, I'm, I, it's just stillness, right? Breathing cools off the Yitzhar, cools off and interrupts the pattern and goes into the subconscious. And that's where the majority of the things that happen in our lives, this is why we're so easily triggered and we're so easily frazzled and stuff. And I, if you, you could do this all the time, you do this, in, I do this sometimes at work. Anytime you need a second wind in life, you, gotta, you, you go into the breath, it's 11 minutes, it's not going to kill you, and you get the second wind, you change your mood, you change everything. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, this is, there's no greater month. This next month of the heat and the irritability that you have to be able to breathe. Because not only do you, we have this already inside of us, this irritability, ADD, as it is, but then you have Tammuz to help you out with it. You understand? Imagine you already have a rocky marriage and then your air condition's off. So how does that look like to you? Already the marriage is rocky. And then the air condition breaks. So the irritability goes times 10. Who's going to cool off? It's a good chance it's not your wife. The man has to cool off. It is what it is. So I'm just telling you about the, the, the concept. Nathan tells us how many times a person has to endure. The concept of times. We spoke yesterday about that there's the, the holidays are 21 days and 21 days of mourning. Right? We spoke about that concept yesterday, right? That there's, and we're going to read right now about the 22, 42 stops that the Jews had. So there's 21 days, Rapunzel says there's 21 days of holidays and there's 21 days of mourning. And these two represent 42. 42 is also the name of God. 42 times, that means you are in a time in your life of 42. So the whether or not you are in a good time, a bad time, it's part of the 42 times. I always say, and I always had this... Anytime I was in business, the word mamon, mamon means 140, which means money. If you take the word money, it's 140. Rav tells us that you, before you make profit, you're going to go through these cries. So a better way to look at problems in business is this is just a contraction ready for the birth. Sometimes we look at the contractions and we get frustrated, but you have to have the contractions in order to give birth. Seventy contractions will give the birth to the baby. Seventy is for men, 140 for, 70 for women. This is where the Gemara tells us 
that if a person wants making a living is twice as hard as having a child. So woman, give your husbands a little bit of a break. The curse of making a living is twice as hard as the children. Because 70, 70 cries to her birth, 140 cries for money. So you can see it's double the, double the hardship. Double the hardship. So what happens is, is when you go through headaches in business, you have to look at it as a cry, as a contraction. But eventually there'll be a birth out of it. There'll be a birth out of it. So when you look at, when you're going through these things, don't, don't be upset. Just recognize it's a contraction. I have to go through contractions before we give birth, birth. This business has to go through contractions. And it's a great way, it's a great mind tool to use because it's so, it's, it's so, business is such a frustrating thing lately. It's frustrating, this is not right, babysitting this, fixing that. It, it's just, it seems to be like one, we're, we're playing babysitter with, with a thousand people. Did you do this? Did that go right? Did this, the paperwork? It, it, it be, it's, it's almost like a, a frustrating thing. But if we look at it as, uh, this is the path to profit. The path to profit requires cries. The only thing I could do is I can cry in heaven and then I don't have to cry at work. That's what I could do. So I could decide, let's say a woman is destined to have nine months of really hard labor. Right? She's, de- she's, she's, de- she's declared in heaven, they're going to give her nine months of hard labor. But let's say she wants to start 30 minutes of prayer every day. Right? That 30 minutes a day is going to sweeten the, cry, the, the labor. She has, is declared that she has to go through these things. But I could, I could, decide, to, what to de- could decide what to declare. For example, in Rosh Hashanah they say, you're going to lose a certain amount of money. But you should be lucky that you're losing that money to charity. That means you're going to lose the money on Rosh Hashanah. But imagine that money goes to charity. So that's actually beneficial. Or where, you know, imagine there's a decla- they're going to declare a certain amount of rains, but at the wrong time, rain could destroy. At the right time, rain could bl- bless it. So we have the ability, like, like our, our, the importance of this, of, of this concept, re'eh, you will see a blessing and a curse. We have the ability to channel the letters in heaven for our favor. The letters in heaven do not come with any, fa- with any meaning. For example, the word lat could be curse, but if you, take a, you flip it around, it becomes tal, blessing. The word oneg could be pleasure, or nega could be the opposite. The word shefa could be blessing, or the word pesha could be sin. The word meniot, which means... Uh, Problems, which means the obstacles, can become neimot, pleasures. So in heaven, the words come without vowels. They just come flat. We can rearrange them. That's why you have to rectify what? What you see and how you see. This whole month is about switching the letters around. I just heard, I just read, I just saw an Instagram video that, incredible, incredible video, 
talked about Mariano Rivera, who was the closer of the Yankees. And this guy was, was number one, number one, Mariano Rivera. He was the closer of the closers. And what happens is he blew a, set, he blew a close in the World Series. And, he, and he, they cost him the World Series. Imagine 60-something thousand Yankee fans. You know, Yankees, New Yorkers do not handle losing well, obviously, because they complain too much. But they do not handle losing well. They're not good, they're not good losers. Miami when, people are, when Miami, when people, when the teams are losing, they just check out and they go party. They, they don't complain about the team. They just, they don't care. New Yorkers are diehard. It's funny going to the Heat games with the New Yorkers. They, yeah, I mean, the, the passions. Maybe they take, take a drink. They're out in the second quarter. They're in the lounge. It's, it's, a, different, it's a different crowd base. So basically, Mariana Rivera blew this game. And what happened is, is he was, his, his, one, of the, one of his teammates was supposed to go to the Dominican Republic. And if they would have won the game, he would have celebrated, there would have been a parade, and then he would have gone home. So going home on that flight, the flight crashed. That flight crashed, and he would have died. The fact that they lost the game, and he blew this game, saved his life. So he actually got the save. He got the save. So imagine 60, imagine we don't know what the hell's going on in life. Imagine the World Series, he blows the World Series, and next thing you know, to save one guy's life from not, from not dying, because he would have taken the flight. The flight crashed to the Dominican Republic. So what's, what's happening in the world, I, I, every single time I, I question my creator, it's time to question your thinking. It's time to see there's such a, such a bigger picture and such a bigger situation going on. But imagine sitting in the World Series, they blow the series, the Yankees lose, 70,000 people are upset, the whole team, and, and this is all to say, you understand? That's what Bittles is about, by the way. Seeing there's so much of a bigger picture in life happening. And this is where we have to recognize the 42 times, just like Ramachman says, how many times do we have to endure good times and bad times? The 20, and he speaks about here, about the Shlom HaMelech, the 28 times. And he says, these are changes in moods, changes in circumstances, changes in situations. Everybody has to experience these from the day of our birth to the day of death. My times, as it says to God, we say this in Tehillim, my times are in your hand, Save me from my hands and my foes and my pursuits. My times are in your hands. So there's times where you're going to be in a good mood. There's times you're going to be in a bad mood. Rav Nachman says this is exactly what our life is. We, are, we have the nations of the world, not only in your family, but you have the nations of the world inside of you. In you. One day you have that anger of... of, of, of one day you have the Switzerland mindset, peace. I just want peace. Another day you want to, hear, you know, you have the Moroccan. Uh, who could I? Who, whose head can I break? <laughs> Another day you have the Persian uh, complaining about everything. Another day we have all of these nations in our in our in our life complaining about how expensive everything is. Right? We have all of these nations in us, or the Ashkenazi, the super dry. All of us, we have all of this in our lives. And these nations show up in different hours of your life. This is why the Zohar says that every single hour is dictated by a specific... Every hour is, has, for example, one hour is Capricorn, one hour is 
Cancer, one hour is Scorpio, one hour is, um, I mean, every hour is a different, is a different month. So imagine throughout the day, why am I going through these crazy things where one day I want to kill somebody, another day I want to make peace, another day I want to talk. <laughs> it feels like the, the whole world is, is completely nuts. There's so much change. I mean, I feel it. As long as you're not medicating yourself to death, this is what you're supposed to feel. But, but th this is the whole point is that there's times where the answer is to study. There's times where the answer is to cry. There's times the answer is to do a good deed. There's times the answer is to be joyous. It's a different time. Again, do not judge because you don't know what that person's time is. You don't know what your time is. You don't know what that person's time is. You don't know what their situation is. But we're all going through these times. And he says, for a t even times, it, it, there's a time to, to, to neglect and, to, and, to, and, to, and to, to, to neglect Torah. There's a time that everybody has to go through these times. But it doesn't mean that the next day is going to be exactly like the previous day before. You, your job is not to get stuck on that bad hour. That bad hour should not be the bad day, and that bad day should not lead you to tomorrow's day. You understand how important it is now we understand from Shlomo HaMelech the importance of letting go. The importance of these 42, 42 days of mourning and, or the 28 times. The importance of constantly embracing the new hour and the new change and the new situation. It's, it's, it's incredible how important things can change of a blink of an eye from one thing to another to another to another. We would figure like we were completely emotionally unstable. But this is the world that we're in. And if you start embracing it, and if you start recognizing it, if you start saying, well, the hour can change in a minute, the hour could change, everything could change. And this is exactly why it's extremely important that when you do have energy, do as much as you can, because it's not gonna stay with you ever, all the time. It's gonna take it away from you. And when you get into these moods, use, use when you have these hectic times also, Go into deep breathing. Go into deep breathing. But it's absolutely normal that everybody goes through these times. And now at least we have a little clarity. We let the time pass. Remember, at the end of the day, if we look at really the reason why time bothers us in the first place is because time is, is, is only there as an absence of consciousness. Time is there as an absence of consciousness. The more t conscious you are, the less time affects you because you're in the moment. Time is only affecting you. It means imagination, accumulation of time is an absence of consciousness. My job is to work on constantly working on consciousness. And the more conscious I am, the less time can affect me. The less time can affect me. Just as we have fun, time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're productive, doesn't it? When you're productive and you feel accomplished and, you, and you're hitting your goals, time flies. What happened? The, the time went fast. You know, people are busy. Time flies. But when it's slow, what happens when it's slow? What happens when time's not flying? Then you're starting, then you, all of a sudden you're sitting with your head and you're now you're, you're giving imagination, you're giving energy to, 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 to all this imagination. And this imagination becomes paranoia, 
worry, hysteria. So it's always important to keep moving. Keep moving. Have a great day.